What's up to our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cold Pop Podcast, episode 793. Uh, this is where we talk about and review graphic novels, movies, TV, and a once monthly roundup of current comics on the stands right now, or soon to be on the stands. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, which is located at 4327 Main Street, which is located in Maniunk, which is located in Philadelphia, which is located in Pennsylvania. It's a super rad shop which caters to the nerdy and the nerd adjacent. Joining me tonight are, per huge, Brian Lieb and Noel Bartocci. Hi. Hi, guys. That was like a Russian doll of locations. I, I appreciated that. Yeah. 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 Matsuyoshka. Those are called. Uh, I was I was about yeah. to say the exact same I thing. Recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook, YouTube's, and Twitter. No, not Twitter. Twitch. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Do all of that happy horse shit. You can also email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. and you can join our book club Facebook group, which is JD's Hero Complex Book Club. That's on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. It's a Zoom meeting. We all hang out and we talk about the book or the movie of the week. And uh, yes, yeah, so you go to Facebook and join that group and hang out with us. It's dope. <clears throat> with that out of the way, I feel as though I should tell you. Christopher St. Saucy emailed us. Excellent. Oh, we got a yeah. letter. Should I, read, I guess I'll. You think I should read it? Uh, skim it first. <laughs> And then take okay. a few seconds. We'll be wait. Silent. Uh-huh. You know what, uh, Brian? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. while okay. he skims the email. So, um, I mean, how you been, man? Let me talk to you since I've been. I've been cool. It's been uh, the letter's called oh. JD. Do I detect a note of derision? Likely, no. always. Does what he? he's done here. <laughs> what he's done here is he's the title. The title of the the email is also the, the beginning of the first sentence. I like this. Goodness, JD, do I detect a note of derision uh-huh. in when you read my comment comparing Last Night in Soho to Scream 3? Mm. I'd love to hear your reasons why. Mm. So, yes, you did. That, good call. You did, in fact, hear some derision. I hate Scream 3. I, I love Scream. Mm-hmm. I love the Scream French franchises. Hmm. That's how you pronounce it, the franchise. Yeah, you um, usually put an extra S on the end of that particular word. <laughs> franchise. Weird yeah. quirk. Oh yeah. Um, and, well, they're franchise. And E E S E or E E S I E S. I love every single, it. every single Scream movie except for Scream Three, which I hate. I hate it so much. It's so, in my opinion, bad. Um, it came at a time when. 
violence was not allowed to be shown on screen. And so they took a horror comedy series and turned it into a comedy series for one installment. Um, Scream 3 really relies more on the humor aspect, most of which I didn't find funny. And uh, the, the, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but the reveal of the killer or killers at the end of Scream 3 was awful. Can it I, was, I, I was flabbergasted when I watched it. I couldn't believe it was happening. It was so rote. I, well, uh, two things. One, I also, I also, that's my least favorite Scream movie. It's not very good. Um, but besides that, I don't understand the comparison between Last Night in Soho and Scream 3, like thematically, narratively, nope. stylistically, structurally. There is no similarities I can understand at all. So that that's where my kind of like stabbing. Sour, that's where my oh off screen stabbing. That's where my sour kind of like face <laughs> came from. I'm not. I don't. I didn't understand the the comparison. But second, for those who missed it, what's your sour face look like? Yeah, let me see that too. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It was, that's just it. Like, it was like, like I uh, yeah. much like JD. I'm terrible at poker, <laughs> so it's just like a what? <laughs> no. Um, but uh, the other thing too is I'll actually make some i'll make a case or just like some redeeming qualities of scream three um one being the subplot like the 20 years before it was part of the the national conversation the like the me too-ish subplot which was really good and i wish they did more service to yeah and two um sydney's arc is just perfect in the end of that movie like mm. her, her entire arc. I, I do is like awesome. the way she leaves that installment. Yeah. Yes. So like, yeah. those are two things that like the, the four, we had 13 to suffer, minutes, the 13 to, minutes of Scream Three she was in. We had to suffer yeah. through the entirety of Scream Three, but it, it led on those two yeah. things that moved to the next installment. If that's all. Oh, and I, I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler, but another one of those things is the, and uh, probably uh, it's my own fault, but the what would you call it? The, um, the commercial, like the trailer for that movie was the rules of a horror movie. First we did the rules of the horror movie and then the rules of a sequel and then trilogies, all bets are off. No one is safe. Anyone can die except for the three main characters. No, everyone can die except, except for the main, any character that we just introduced in this movie can die, but not so much the ones before it, Although except for cotton. To be to be fair to the filmmakers, they had nothing to do with that. Probably, you know, like sure. they're not part of the company that makes the trailers, um, which sucks for a lot of reasons. But, yeah. um, but anyway, that's yeah that that's the derision you heard in my 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 uh, in my sour, sour face. Yeah, I just didn't understand the reference. Which I didn't is much like no sour face either. Didn't understand the comparison. Yeah, I don't get I it either. either. I don't understand films. So you saw last night. So write us write us in again and detail. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You weren't on last week. I apologize. I was not. Fucking yeah. asshole. Anyway, is there more email? Um, I would watch it. There yeah, is more email. Yeah, we have, we also have, um, down in the chat, we've got some stuff to address. But um, yeah. let's see. I'm going to finish this email first. I was He continues. I was supposed to get my scream tattoo tonight, but the guy hurt his finger a few weeks back, and it hasn't healed enough to do any work. So I'm working overtime to pay for my trip to New York and Chicago next month. <clears throat> I enjoyed A League of Their Own as well, Noel. 
Very good. Me too. Me three. Yeah. Uh, we're in the middle of it right now, my wife and I, and it is friggin' delightful. Yeah, it's I really love good. that show. It's so fun. Uh, and I enjoyed House of the Dragon, he continues. Matt Smith is going to be amazing in it, I can already tell. I haven't watched it. Noel, you watched it. Are I we did. Gonna get to I did. that in the in the huh section? Uh, no, it wasn't one of my picks, uh, but I did want to talk about it really quickly. Oh, okay. um, oh, great. Uh, it, yeah. it was it was solid. Um, but last night when we watched it, I came to a realization like I, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, 95 percent of Game of Thrones every week getting ready for it. And it was just like a nice piece of pop culture that I was on the wagon for. And it was fun. But watching last night, I realized I didn't miss it. Like it was really fun being in it. And now that it's over, like I didn't miss it that whole time. And I'm in no rush to like recapture it. And it's a prequel that is contingent on all of it before. It just, it feels so far, even though it's excellent actors, solid, um, enjoyable. It feels ancillary, like cool. Okay. So I'm hoping that it starts to feel for well, 200 years. It's it's a lot. Oh, well, yeah. But I guess you, you've heard about some of what happens with this. Yeah. One of the, one of the larger reveals and like, and it's, it's weird because it's like, it's played like a reveal but it's just mm-hmm. a person telling another person of what we saw in Game of Thrones uh-huh. Uh-huh. as a prophecy. And I was like, yeah. um, Sweet. I mean, that's nice, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Like, it's it's good, I but it's still... I just want to make sure that you remember that this was part of Game of Thrones. It's good. It just doesn't feel very vital. Mm-hmm. And if I fall off it, then I might yeah. fall off. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel like... I feel the same way about Lord of the Rings right now. It's like, God, those movies are great. And they were they were great. Okay, like it's done. I'm good. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I feel the yeah. same way about Game of Thrones, where like I was into it. I was never as into it. I was kind of always waiting for them to like get into it, magic wise and like world wise. And but like so many people, after the end, it was like, yeah, I don't care about any of that anymore. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, give a I, I, and about I. That story. I will say too, like the um, in the the original series, the the shocking brutality seemed to service the story. There's mm-hmm. multiple sequences in this first episode where it just feels gratuitous. Yeah. Like we're Game of Thrones, we've got a blood quota <coughs> and a boob quota. Let's go! Like this is what they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I'd be interested to see what you guys think. Like, I did not dislike it, but uh, the wheels need to turn a little bit more for me to be actually invested. I think. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I don't mind blood or boob quotas. No, I mean especially the second one. I really have a thing for them. Nuts. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think it's it's um it's what it's packaged <clears throat> in, right? Like a self serious prestige drama versus like. Yeah. Something awesome on Shutter that's just called Blood and Boobs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Blood Blue Boob Quota. <laughs> um, oh, so Noel, shit. Uh, all right, good. Christopher yeah, no, Goodnight yeah. commented. So for Mars, who's just joining us, and some other people who just jumped in, we were talking about Scream Three as it pertains to Last Night in Soho by Edgar Wright, and uh, we were questioning why uh, Christopher Goodnight would even compare those two. 
And he says the similar the similar plot of a girl going to a place to pursue her dream only to be used and abused by the men that control that world. Holy shit. That yep. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly said. Perfectly uh, said, Christopher. Yes. Uh, in Scream 3, it's in reference uh, to the eighth person on the call sheet. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, I enjoyed the League of the Round, House of the Dragon. Oh, here he, he finishes off with a question. Have you ever had a hobby or interest become a vice that took over your life and caused you to do crazy things? Chris saying saucy goodnight. Um, crazy things. The only thing, <clears throat> relationships. <laughs> can definitely be qualified as advice. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have had some terrible relationships mm-hmm. and I have acted like a goddamn crazy person because of them at, at times. I will be honest. Uh, I have not always handled every, every relationship as as nice as I could have, uh, <laughs> and I've looked back. I've looked back and gone, "You acted like a goddamn crazy person. That was ridiculous." Hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know if you would call that a hobby or a, maybe a vice. Depends. You didn't get paid, and uh, you yeah, no, you took well, a, there was, took an I interest. paid for it. There was no oh, value yeah, yeah. Well, that's to yourself. Not crazy. I don't know. <laughs> hobby. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Let yeah. me clarify. Nobody else wanted to hear I about didn't. it. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I don't have to clarify. I didn't pay for it. Yes. <laughs> Not in that way. No, that would be um, probably a vice you would call it. Oh, yes, sure. yes. Yeah. If, you, I would, if you paid for yeah. all your relationships, in air quotes, then yeah, that would probably be a vice yeah. that you have to curb. Like, I, I can't get off or feel an emotional attachment unless I'm exchanging money for it. <laughs> I think Again, it is. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Something you'd have to probably address in therapy. Sure, that would be something. Um, yeah, have you guys you ever guys noticed? I did, nothing really springs to mind that I did something crazy for. I mean, definitely like <laughs> comics and sci-fi have become a large portion of my life mm-hmm. for many, many years. But um, it does remind me of what most people do in food commercials, especially. But some, just any commercials, they will act. They will injure themselves and others. They will cause potentially irreparable harm. Just for those Doritos, right? It's like it shows you what who you will climb and claw your way over for this what, item of this that they are trying to sell. What would you do for a Klondike bar? What, yeah. What <laughs> flavor of Dorito? Um, I feel like that's a I mean, definitely consideration if I'm yeah. going to like risk life and limb. It's, it's going to depends on the flavor of Dorito. I want to know. I assume Noel, you have different. Different levels for different flavors. Oh yeah, I would like, like to know original like, and cool take a ranch. punch or like <laughs> yeah. suffer bleeding. Like there's a yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Or strangle someone spicy else. Spicy nacho, you know. For spicy, spicy nacho. Spicy, yeah, the purple yeah. bag. I would, I would, I would yeah. take a bullet for. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Would you commit videos. securities fraud. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a bullet, fraud. but I would give a bullet. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't commit securities <laughs> fraud, but I would potentially. Okay. Act as a in between to gain okay. money to wander. And you get funds. like handed off some of those Doritos. Yeah, as part of your. Or I, the I would be. I would be a part of a this. giant bootleg Doritos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparati, apparatus. That's cool. That uh, sells to uh, Bobo convenience stores uh, in all of northern Pennsylvania. Okay, I think you could be in one of these commercials. 
that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I've never done anything stupid. Like, my only real hobby is the, you know, wall-to-wall books that are in my fucking office and stuff. Um, but I haven't done anything. Which ex- ones? I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. So I don't while see I'm any, looking at the what? wall behind me, uh, I haven't done anything explicitly <clears throat> stupid yet. Uh, like, you know, thousands of dollars on original art or anything like that. But, I mean, maybe the day will come. At this point, it's just like, you know, tracking down out-of-print books or slabbing comics and not knowing what to do with them yet. It's just, I I like physical media a lot. I haven't done anything stupid yet, so just yeah. put a pin in it. Okay. Sour cream I spent $4,000 on... I never heard about that. I never heard of those, no. Making you a cool rack? Um, I, sp- I spent $4,000 on Amazing Fantasy number 15. That's pretty cool. I haven't done, really I haven't done something like that yet. What I would think. Um, that was way back. And I've since sold, that was in my old marriage. And then I had to sell it after we got divorced so I could buy a car and I sold it for $4,000. I made no money. All I did was own it for a short time. I mean, that's and I'll, I'll tell you, that was enough. That yeah. was enough. I didn't even need, I was, yeah. didn't need to make any money on it. I was just happy to like have it and read it and hold it, yeah. love it and squeeze it. Um, Hey, in the, in the, in the chat, <clears throat> Robert said, good evening, Cole Poppers. Hope you all had a great week. I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. So that leads us into our segment, which we like to call. No. What you been up to this week? week? (gasps) Yeah, that's the name of it. One of those things. uh, Wait, have we all done it? Have we all done the She-Hulk? Yeah, I think think we've all seen the first episode. So it's kind of like just a woo. Yeah, we've done it nicely. Let's chat about it. I, I've watched it four times. Really? Um, I have, I don't know if you can see, but I have a, a, a television up in the store. It's raining. And Roku I'll have right uh, now. either video games going or, right, Roku. <laughs> uh, or I'll just, I'll put movies on. Usually Disney Plus is just on all day. And I have sat here and did my uh, shipments going through all the new books that came out this week. And I just had it on. I just kept playing it over and over again. I was absolutely delighted by the first episode of She-Hulk. I think that any problems I had with the CGI, with the first trailer way back, um, have been addressed, if not perfected. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's enough that I can suspend my disbelief. Um, and uh, I think the, the humor was a lot of fun. And there have been a bunch of diddle dicks on the internet who are just so mad at it because she had the gall, the character had the gall to explain what her, her life as a woman is like and how she constantly has to keep her anger in check uh, because otherwise she'll be labeled um, sexist terms. And so, of course, that brought out all the sexist D-bags. But uh, my experience of the show was absolutely delightful. I loved it. Uh, yeah. What, what did you think, Brian? Uh, I also loved it. Although I got to tell you that particular conversation, I get where she's coming from. Bruce Banner specifically probably also has a lot of anger that he works through on a daily basis. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. I I liked her characterization. I liked how they got you right into what was going on um, as opposed to kind of having her not be She-Hulk for the bulk of the first episode and then becoming She-Hulk at the very end of it, which has been sort of Marvel's deal for uh, for the last several shows. 
I'm thinking I feel like, like she was. There was a lot of She-Hulk in this episode. Did you not? No, that's what I did. That's what I liked about it. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah, then I was she, say I heard this thing like. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, the opposite yeah. of that. Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight, and which I both I like both of those a lot. Um, and something else that I'm not thinking of now. You know, the first episodes Get tend it. to be like a lot Trope. of setup. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was great. She is so much fun. Tatiana Maslany. She's great. I I always think is awesome. And I always think the Hulk is awesome. So the two of them together, fantastic. And also, you remember at the end, you know, or after Endgame, I guess, the writers of Endgame said, oh no, Hulk's arm is like that permanently. And I said to myself and others, bullshit. That's, you don't don't get to decide that. Whoever comes next gets to decide that, you know? And uh, and that is what has happened. He has mm-hmm. his arm is healed. He's fine. Um, and I'm curious to see what the driving through story is. I'm also mm-hmm. interested in seeing their like courtroom antics. Yeah. Oh, the only the one hiccup I think is that there's a scene of oh, and I don't know her name, but she uh, shows up at the end. Titania. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that her? Yeah. I don't remember the actress's name, but she's delightful Jam- in the good place. Jamila Jamil. Ah. She's wonderful. But uh, the wire foo that they do in that one little scene where she's doing like a flying kick mm-hmm. and you can kind of see her swinging on a rope. Uh, that was a little brutal. You know, but, it's funny. You should call her Titania, which makes perfect sense. I always pronounced it. I don't know. I want like Titania is a, a well-known fairy from uh, like Magenta. Yeah. Wait, Magenta, Ma- the Ma- color? Ma- Magento. <laughs> Magneto, Magneto, which is how you probably should pronounce it. But um, no, like uh, like Titania, the the queen of the fairies from Midsummer Night's Dream and folklore in general. Yeah. But um, yeah, Titania probably fits that character in particular a little bit better. Uh, I thought it was great. Titania. I've (laughs) I've seen it twice. Uh, The first time I watched it, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so much. Like, the show is hilarious. Uh, and then I watched it That's again cool. this past weekend, and it just it held up. It held up really well. I, uh, In regards to the conversations online in certain sectors of very, very sad people, uh, they've been comparing. Like, they first of all, like, the, the conversation, I guess, is that you destroyed Bruce Banner because he's not a mindless thug. But then also, like, uh, it's a Mary Sue to have her completely just own it right away. The show goes out of its way mm-hmm. to describe exactly how they are incredibly different, up to and including mm-hmm. him being completely gobsmacked and shocked that she doesn't have an alter ego. Like, yeah, yeah, it's her, yeah. and she just suppresses or expresses anger to change it. It's not a mm-hmm. DID or or type of scenario that Bruce Banner experiences. So, like, the fact that they're doing that is kind of a it's just it's it's so misinformed. It's ridiculous. It's like seeing what you want to see. Uh, but I thought the show is fucking amazing. And the other it, one of the other complaints was like, oh, they nerfed the Hulk and they they had to make him look dumb and, and weak so that She Hulk could look stronger. And I'm like, my man tosses a, yeah. a huge boulder yeah. into the stratosphere, like it disappears on fire. It goes so far and fast. Now I did um, think that was a weird moment when. He and Jen Walters start fighting each yeah. other. And I'm thinking, 
you are cousins, and you yes, yes, you're both Hulks now, but you go immediately to like a brawl between the yeah. two of you. Well, what Hulks do? I, mean, I don't guess they, so, but she is just Jen Walters, and she's like wailing on her beloved cousin Bruce. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, they spent they spent um, months I, they spent months like going through physical things and testing each other's patience and strength. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally bought it. I had no problem with that. She knew what he could take. And I did love that. Take and they were just fucking. I love that other. line in the, uh, the that room with the spinning saws. It's like, what is this room normally for? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It's it's um, pretty wonderful. Uh, yeah. The yeah. the scene where he just yeah. bunks her off the side of the cliff and she just gives him the finger yeah. and she's falling. Yeah, that oh, was awesome. awesome. He's like, I you're all great. You're all now. Yeah, yeah. Also, like I I think um, I saw. And that's sort of how I took their fight. Yeah. And yeah, same thing I with guess the, so. the Jeep. Same thing with the Jeep. Like, I, like you know, the stupid the meme punches. about, like, he was able to punch a Leviathan dead in its tracks in Avengers 1, but he couldn't stop a Jeep. I'm like, he's not trying to murder his cousin. Well, yeah. What the fuck is wrong right, with Right, right, right. Like, yeah, they're just, like, getting tossed around. He's trying to implore sure. her to, yeah. to leave, to not leave, and it's his Jeep. He's not going to just, yeah. like, pick it up and start smacking it against the cliff. Relax. I, yeah. I, right, right. It's a great show. And honestly, also, he may be. I was going to say so far, it's my favorite, like, first episode of all the Disney Plus shows. It's, yeah, it seems the most, yeah. the most realized, the most uh, creative, and it's so much like the comics, it's not even fun. Like, it's great. Yeah. Super charming. Yeah. Um, oh, and Mar says, Magnerto. <laughs> Magnerto. Um, Kevin says, I thought it was interesting hearing about BB and its relationship since a bromance was mostly. Oh, oh, Tony Stark. Oh, but about Bruce Banner and Tony Stark's relationship since a bromance was mostly implied in the movies, but never expanded on the fact that they hung out together and and, built a little bar on the beach and stuff like that. At the end of Avengers 1, that was the implication, but they never really showed it on screen, right? There's five years years of of a gap that we've never saw the two of them because they were the two left that were still kind of around and not on the run, right? During that five year, during the break. Right, right. And then also to the um, I think it ties really well into her little speech to him at the end. The fact that, you know, you're holding on to being a superhero so fucking hard. You need to, like, actually address your decade of trauma and the fact that you're alone and you, you know, aren't living. And I like I, I, I really like that thread for Hulk. Mm-hmm. I like how she um, immediately is just known also, uh, you know. In the courtroom, she exposes herself as She-Hulk. Um, and I don't know. I like that. I like that about mm-hmm. I guess it's not that different from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Uh, the cinematic universe. But the end credit scene was also a lot of fun. I <laughs> yeah. cackled. Yeah. I, uh, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Great, great editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, She-Hulk. And then Hal says... Uh, I also caught a few episodes of Sandman. Might go back and skim through the books before watching more episodes. I used to work for Murphy Anderson's Visual Concepts, where I did color separations on the first Sandman books. Uh, this it is Robert first... Monroe Jr. that said this. What did I say? Al. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Yeah. Robert Monroe, I'm sorry. Um, 
Yeah, he worked on the first Sandman book. So it was the first series of comics that was more than piecework. And we were actually interested in seeing what the others were working on so we could follow the story. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I, did, I wasn't aware that you worked in the comics medium at all. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sandman is amazing. The Sandman yeah. TV show. Oh, yeah. I, as someone who's not a huge Sandman. Man fan. Sand fan. Uh, this seems perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Um, the, the, ep- the episodes are taken directly from the comic books, almost panel for panel sometimes, dialogue for dialogue. And um, some of the um, the way they edit a couple issues together into one episode mm. kind of work, works really. You know, the, the death episode plus the, what's his name, Hob? Hob, yeah, yeah. The Hob conversation every 100 years. And those just, felt just right lengthwise. You yeah, know, they were, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, oof, I can't say enough good things about Sandman. I have, I've only watched the first nine episodes. Mm. There are 10 total ah. until a couple days ago when there became 11 total and they just dropped like a two parter episode yeah. uh, out, of, out of nowhere for a nice surprise. So I can't wait to finish up episodes 10 and 11. That was cool. Like just a few weeks later to get a little more Sandman. And I have watched that and it was great. I really enjoyed uh, the bonus, mm-hmm. the 11th episode. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Star studded too. A lot of really cool. I'm I am still on episode two, but it's great so far. Ah. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets much better. Yeah, it just I mean, gets yeah. better and better. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, doing and doing the short stories that are some of the coolest stuff in Sandman are the individual stories that appear in a few of the different collections. Um, but I think just came out interspersed in the original, in the original run. Um, mm-hmm. some of those side stories are, are the most memorable things in the whole run. Yeah. And I'm really glad to see, well, like the death and Hob story, which you're right. They wove together really expertly. And then these stories in, in the 11th episode, um, it's cool to see those done that, uh, you know, you, you could understand if they didn't do them. But I like the idea of seeing those really awesome things on screen, you know. Christopher in the good night is commenting about jerks on online. So I thought I'd throw it up on the screen. Uh, MRA um, stands for men's right activists, by the way. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, they are... have a lot to be active about. <laughs> uh, so uh, my, my portion of this segment, I'm going to blow, blow through. I watched uh, Lightyear, which is, uh, yeah, Lightyear, right? Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, the sci-fi movie that the toy from Toy Story was based on. Mm-hmm. And it was delightful. I really enjoyed it. I had no interest in it at all. Uh, just like I had no interest in Toy Story when it first came out. But mm-hmm. uh, halfway through the movie, I was like, this is just like a legit sci-fi movie. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It just felt like... It could be completely separate from the Toy Story saga, and um, and it is, I guess. But uh, there was even a nice twist that I didn't see coming. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, the twisted like I just watched it yeah. this weekend too. Like it was, it was just a solid like three star sci fi movie uh, by the numbers. And then uh-huh. the last act is like, oh, is, this is I wasn't expecting like an existential weird threat to be the main thing. Okay, cool. Like it was, yeah, it was, um, done better 
in like just in people's esteem if it wasn't called Lightyear at all. Well, I think it would have done better if it wasn't like anyway. Yeah, the pandemic and minimal release. I love that. Like it's um. Also, I think there's I've I've heard a lot of people complain about at the very beginning of the movie they give you a little like line about what the movie is. Um, in 1996, Andy saw a movie and it was his favorite movie, and that, and then he bought the toy. So this is the movie that Andy saw, but the movie looks yeah. so good that there's this weird cognitive dissonance between it being 1996 when Andy saw this. Like they they went out of their way to date it, but it looks one it looks really really yeah. good for modern standards. So it's like. Yeah. If you just gotten rid of that, it's and then like, people would have figured it out, it's, it's fine. It's it's just a movie. There's no reference to Toy Story in any way, shape, or form. It's literally just a movie. Yeah. But it's live action in the Toy Story universe, right? Like I don't. These if are that's the case. Human. If, actors, if that's you know sure, what I mean? probably, but if yeah. that's the case, okay. they still look better than the real world that we saw in Toy Story. Eh, didn't bother me. It didn't bother me either. Oh, in the multiverse. Yeah. It didn't bother me watching the movie, but I've seen a lot of people complain and I kind of agree. Just like, yeah, just get rid of that stupid two lines in the front because it did not matter. Like, it didn't matter. wasn't confusing. It's literally just an IP on an adventure. I mean, in the the 90s, wasn't like, was 96 or whatever. It wasn't around the time of, um, what was that Bruce Willis movie? Uh, Space movie? No. Huh? Space movie. They go to they they go oh, to Armageddon. 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 Yeah. Or deep impact. I just kind of considered yeah. it like an Armageddon type movie. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I that, that's a pretty good looking movie. Yeah, yeah. I it's just not like it's not like it's the the nineteen fifties, you know. It feels like it doesn't do the movie any service. <clears throat> like it, it sets up an expectation <clears throat> that just didn't need to happen. It's <clears throat> just a movie. There have been cartoons about Buzz Lightyear. There have been other comics and books about Buzz Lightyear. And there's no uh, oh, yeah? modif- I think so. Yeah, like YA books and stuff and toys and comic and, oh. and cartoons. Why did there need to be a modifier on this one piece of content? It's just Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mars says, I haven't watched Lightyear yet. I was under the impression it might be too childish, but I guess not. No. 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 Uh, I, it's not too childish. I, I, don't, I don't think it's childish at all. I mean, it's got some humor in it, but I think overall it's just like a legit sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. That was my takeaway. Um, Cincy Nerd says, I've never seen any of the Toy Story movies, but I saw Lightyear and loved it. Nice. Uh, who is Cincy Nerd? Is that Dan? It looks like Dan. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know. Is that Dan? Somebody from Cincinnati, anyway. I guess. Hey, guys, uh, I just got okay. some breaking news that oh, shit. blows. Um, the Batman Cape Crusader animated series. Yeah, I read that before Bruce the Tim. show. Yeah finished it's canceled what the one that was coming the animated series from bruce tim and matt reeves that was in the works right before it got started it's it's yes and no hbo max is no longer going to Hmm. do it but it's they're allowed to shop it around and they're continuing production on it a show like that it'll find some channel Somewhere that'll flip the bill. I was gonna say it's yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah, that is shocking to me. That's yeah. but that's all they seem to want to make is Batman stuff. So the well, fact they're that they're just, canceling a Batman stuff—it's not finished. So they're just cutting costs. It's just all about cutting costs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why Kevin Kevin commented 
ellipses. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Christopher, good night. Did you think the fuel plot in Lightyear reminded you of as a kid going to a soda fountain and making a suicide drink of all the sodas available? No, it didn't. But now, now it does. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, and Mari says, I really like your showcase, Noel. Your bookcase. Oh, thanks. The lighting is great. There's tons of, yeah. it's nice. all over. Uh, and Cincy Nerd says, why is, am I saying that right? Cincy Nerd? Yeah. Why is Warner Brothers killing so many properties? What's their plan? Well, from my understanding, which is at all times severely limited uh, at, all, at all things, uh, I'm told that it's because of tax breaks. So they will make more oh, money yeah. on a tax break by canceling the thing and calling it a loss than they will if they actually finish it and put it out. Yeah, no. so Go. they have a because it's an acquisition year. They acquired all of these assets that were decided upon by a different regime. They have a small period of time to be able to write down or write off a product that they did not agree to, um, and they came into the deal three billion dollars in the black or in the red because in order to acquire. Warner Brothers, they had to take on debt. So they walked in thinking, what are the quickest ways in the next six months that we can gain $3 billion back? Hmm. So they are anything that is not done or needs to have more investment in it or royalties being paid, they're cutting and pulling in order to save every single penny they can. They, they fired most of the HBO Max staff and now it's just HBO Productions they got rid of they're pulling stuff off of HBO Max that they didn't self-produce so they don't have to pay royalties for it. So like stuff that, that was acquired or was produced elsewhere. Like it's honestly just cutting shit left and right in this like six month period. Cause that's how they're gonna what a bummer. gain. I don't get how that how that results in them cutting like a bunch of TV shows that already exist or you have to pay royalties. I don't know. You have to right? pay So royalties. for some of those, right, for some of those, I it's very obvious. Like Mrs. Fletcher is based on a, a novel and probably as long as it's up on the streaming service, there's some kind of pay. But um, all the actors, writers, which is awesome. all the actors, writers, directors, production of yeah. staff, all of them get royalties for every time it's streamed. It doesn't matter if it's an original mm. IP or not. Like. They don't want to pay yeah. royalties on something that doesn't get as many eyeballs, so they're just cutting liberally to save money. You would think that the amount of eyeballs that it's getting is like, you know, it's like, well, if we only get 10 or five people, then we, you know, we only pay this many royalties. But if we get a million, then we, I'm you sure, know. I'm sure there's, a math, there, sure there's a math yeah. behind it, like sure. for every Game of Thrones, where yeah. they may have to pay more out in royalties, they still get hand over fist amount of views versus something right. like Mrs. Fletcher that yeah, has yeah. a niche audience. Why are we still paying royalties on this for the niche audience? Let's pull it and then it'll go towards paying off the shit we have to pay for the things that gets all the eyeballs like Game of Thrones. Like it's... Yeah. Or it's, Sesame Street, two hundred episodes of Sesame. Street. The old ones, the two hundred, like, like, and if you think if you yeah. saw that, like, it's two hundred like old as hell episodes that were yeah. under like different contracts and shit. <laughs> so yeah, they did, like they didn't produce those in house, and they weren't yeah. a part of the original acquisition. So they jettisoned those ones, so they don't have to pay yeah. like different types of royalties. It's all it's all business, and it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, money does suck. <laughs> so yeah. It's, um, it does. I'm not being facetious in any way. <laughs> Clown in the Cornfield is my last uh, my last bit for this segment. Oh. Uh, I read a novel. I'm on TikTok, and uh, I get a lot of recommendations from, like, horror book talk. Uh, I just I'm, I have a lot of horror novel uh, accounts that I follow, and I wound up uh, seeing one that's called Clown in the Cornfield by Adam Cesare. Cesar? Cesar. Um, and it was great. It's a real short read. It's a quick read. Um, I guess it's technically like a YA, but it is, does not read like a YA other than it's about teenagers. Um, there's not much I can tell you about this, but if you are, if you like slasher films and creepy cornfields and clowns, uh, it's, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it does have some things to say about current events, which is my favorite kind of horror. Um, but it's not too on the nose. It's a little on the nose, but it's not too on the nose. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm very excited because I just saw that Clown in a Cornfield 2, Ooh. Friendo Lives, it just released. So well, I'm going to go pick spoiler, that up and read that. Kitty. Now I know what happens to Friendo. Do you? Yeah, he lives. No. Nope. He doesn't? Nope. You don't know. What? I was misled <laughs> by that <Yeah>. title. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the title just sounds terrifying, says Cincy Nerd. You're right. Yeah, it's great. I re- highly recommend it. If you like a quick, easy, breezy slasher book to read. An easy, breezy book about murder in a field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Some people, highly recommend some people it. find right. that relaxing. Who's next? It's breezy. Uh, Noel's who, next. Who do you want to? Okay. Noel, my question to you is, what'd you do this week, huh? Uh, well, I had a couple days to myself, so I finally went and saw a movie that everyone's seen in the last three months except me, and that was Top Gun Maverick. I finally no. went and saw it. Didn't take me to see it. I, uh, I mean, were you, did you want to drive an hour to the only IMAX screening that it was at on Tuesday morning? I mean, maybe. I oh, wait, and you, you, were, you were ill. I don't so know. No. Um, maybe. maybe. <laughs> was it good? How'd you think? Um, it, fuck, it was like, it was a, it was a perfect movie. I it was it was exact. wait I, I had to put on my scream three face hold on I did I and it's I don't mean that I don't mean that like wow it's the best movie I've ever seen it understood the assignment and it it executed in the highest level of excellence that summer movie blockbusters could like it is a perfect movie hmm. yeah legit like it was really 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 good I I um I was also shocked myself I um. So apparently this, I was, I was trying to see it in IMAX and I kept not being able to. Um, and just this past weekend. See, I'll believe Cincy Nerd. Not me. I'll yeah. believe Cincy Nerd. Just this past weekend, know. apparently they brought it out into, back out to IMAX theaters for like oh. some viewings, like r- random viewings and areas. So I, um, I was off. I was, I had a, a day off, like my first one in forever. And I went and saw like the one showing and 45 minutes away and God damn it. It was so worth it. Like Sweet. it was just, it was just chef's kiss. Great. Uh, I'm like, did you go to King of Prussia? No, dude. I drove all the way to Warrington. That's, that's less than 45 minutes. Oh yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. I, <laughs> Mar says I am making the same face that JD is making and saying, really? I look, I am not a really? fan. I am not a fan of top Tom Cruise, the person, but he is the only person making movies like this where it's actually 
really things being captured. They are in those jets, and it is really, really thrilling. I, I quite like Tom Cruise, the the act, the, the he uh, makes perform the performances of Tom Cruise. How do I say makes, this? He, I don't care about him as a person. Yeah. You like Tom Cruise's performances? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he is very, very good yeah, at his job, fun. and he he is. Yeah. God, it, it feels weird even complimenting him because he is embroiled and the face <laughs> yeah. of a, a fucking terrifying and terrible organization. But yeah. he yeah, is a lot the, of Christian uh, actors too. <laughs> they're not explicitly Touché, involved salesman. in Touché. I, 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 I feel like they're Oof. comparing the two is <laughs> co-signing versus complicit. So yeah. I, yeah. Um, either Kevin way, either says, way. Yeah. Not a fan of Tom Cruise. I am a fan of Tom Cruise movies. It's a, it's a wonderful movie. Um, it, uh, what was, I, what was I even saying? Oh, he's he's like seems to be the only like big movie star that's actually leveraging clout to do things a very explicit way. And I honestly, I love Marvel movies. I love these big, crazy, unbelievable science fiction epics that it's just all green screens or stuff filmed in the massive. That's, I, I enjoy the shit out of it. I did not realize how much I missed just classic big screen, pretty practical shit. It, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to Tom Cruise in a jet flying around, I, I haven't seen the film, but I'm not entirely sure I would be able to tell the difference at this point between yeah. Tom Cruise in a fake jet flying around and Tom Cruise actually in a jet flying around. I I think it has. Is he fly? He's not flying the jet. Actually, right? like that's not. He's not. A, he is a jet pilot. Yeah. Is he? It, it, he actually what? learned how to fly jets for for portions of the movie. So he is. Some of Jesus the shots Christ. are actually him. But I know it's it's minuscule. It's not that big a deal. But like when you're watching, like say the first one, where it is just like kind of all fabricated in models, and then some like aerial shots of other fighter pilots, how they act in the cockpit versus this one, where it's actually like actors with their faces falling down or like grimacing because they're hitting G's <laughs> yeah. or like, like, <laughs> yeah. like looking like directly to the left yeah. of the other jet. Like it, sh- it viscerally feels authentic, which is something that okay. you don't get with green screen movies. Uh, and, and uh, I, I'm curbing this criticism from uh, the slash film cast or just film cast. Um, Jeff Kanata had mentioned something about this movie because I went back and listened to it after I saw it. It's, it's almost a perfectly constructed action movie because 20 minutes in, less than 20 minutes in, they, with animatics, describe to you the impossible mission and the three phases of the impossible mission. And then throughout the course of the movie, as they're teaching these other fighter pilots to try and achieve it, they keep reiterating to you each phase. Each phase is almost like an act of the movie and they keep reiterating it. So by the time the third act comes, you know exactly what the hell's going on you know exactly what they have to like accomplish. You know how hard it is and you know when they do it or don't do it. And the movie, and it's all like, it's so well pieced together that it's just like, it's, it's, it's competency porn, right? Like you're watching people be excellent mm. and it's just so gratifying. Mm. It was very, very I good. Like that. I like to watch people be very good at things. It's, yeah. You're, yeah. 
it's two hours of people being so good at stuff and it's just really i i'm shocked i liked it so much the the um, that's, what I, that's what i liked about oceans 11 <clears throat> yeah i always like it when things work out like clockwork or whatever it's more yeah. what i like about some superheroes that they're the best at their thing you know they're always doing <laughs> it uh you know coming up with inventive ways to to do whatever they do <laughs> kevin says kevin I'm, says i'm assuming at this point Tom Cruise won't be happy unless he dies on film. Hey, dude, I, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this movie, they showed a trailer for uh, the next uh, Mission Impossible. He's trying really hard. He's trying yeah. really hard to die on film yeah. just by the preview alone. Uh, and I'm down for it. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Anthony Drago says, yes, Noel, Tom, Top Gun Maverick was great quality movie, which also had nostalgia and callbacks oh, to the yeah. original for us old people. Yeah, the first five minutes, I didn't know. I, I like if if the first five minutes were any indicator, it's the same exact topography and opening credit sequence as the first movie, and the same exact music. I was like, "Is this a screening of the first one? Did I walk into the wrong movie?" Yeah, I I can't take. I, I watched I remember I, so, the first one at all. Like, my, I think yeah, I saw my, it once like thirty years ago. My confession is, I saw it once several years ago. Yeah. And um, I didn't make it through it. I got to the yeah. it, uh, the the volleyball scene, um, and I just found it to be like chock full of just toxic masculinity. Before I think there's a little bit before I even knew what toxic masculinity was as yeah. a, as a phrase. Like I never heard it before. But I was just like, ah, this actually fucking dudes. That's the that's the I mean, it's a, that's yeah. the major. I'm, I want to say like that's other than the actual villains in the movie. That's the biggest conflict in the movie everyone is there because they're the best and they're in a school for the best of the best and they are all dick swagging assholes and they get each other yeah. some of each other killed because they're dick swagging assholes it it's, it doesn't glorify going back and watching that first movie it is filled with toxic masculinity but it oddly doesn't glorify it hmm. uh competency porn I mean, it's not to be uh, surprised by since he nerds yeah, there are a bunch of people in the military Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 right. <laughs> it's special. Uh, since he nerds says competency porn might be my favorite new phrase that I've ever heard before. I can't take credit for that. That also, I think that comes from the film cast. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, is that I, a Kanata? I've definitely, I I've heard it around. Uh, yeah, or you know, you know uh, the unincorporated man is a really good book about somebody who is excellent at a lot of things. Uh, if anybody's interested, unincorporated. Yeah, the unincorporated man. Yeah. It's about a guy who he was put into suspended animation and he wakes up and he was like the wealthiest guy of his time. And um, now everybody is uh, is a corporation in and of themselves and people own shares in you. But since hmm. he was born before that, he, nobody owns any shares of him and they're like trying to get him to incorporate himself. And he's like, I'm not doing it. And that's, that's kind cool. of the, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really cool as he navigates. It's kind of like a stand up against society kind of book. It's cool. It actually it sounds a lot like Clown in a Cornfield. Is that right? Is that yeah, almost is that, identical plot? That's interesting. Are you sure that you didn't just buy this unincorporated you know, <laughs> man, but they had put a different cover on it? Are you sure you didn't just read Clown in a Cornfield? I'm not. I'm never sure that I didn't just read Clown <laughs> in a Cornfield. <laughs> That's my favorite answer. No, <laughs> next up on your list. Go, go, go. Uh, I listened to a podcast, uh, a narrative podcast called Download, The Rise and Fall of Harry Knowles and Annie oh, Cole that's News. Funny. Um, I, 
I mean, do you want to like this show started ten years ago as a part of any cool comics, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, yeah, I was doing. No, I was doing the podcast. Okay. I was doing um, the 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 podcast used to be called Prepare Yourselves uh, Pop Tards. Hmm. Um, this is before I really thought oh, things out. The goal of, of progress, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, after a while, I started being like, "Oh man, this is a terrible name for a podcast." All right, Colt Pop. Let's change. Let's change the name. But um, yeah, the guys at Ain't It Cool News. I started writing reviews for Ain't It Cool News uh, because of Rob Patey, who was just on the show a week or two ago. Hmm. And so he was like, "Hey, JD does a podcast, and the guys at Ain't It Cool News wanted to do Ain't It Cool News Comics mm-hmm. wanted to do a podcast." So I created the the show, and we. Uh, I, we, we were doing it for years and years. And then the thing happened with Harry Knowles. And uh, without a moment's hesitation, we were all like, well, it's it's been fun. It's time to get out of here. Bye. Did something so, happen no, what's the, with Harry Knowles? And that's, uh, that doesn't exist. So that's like, download The Rise yeah. and Fall of Harry Knowles and Any Cool News um, is yeah. a narrative podcast. It's nine episodes of – a narrative podcast is essentially a documentary podcast. Um it is uh, a straight narrative about the history, like an oral history of and interviews with a lot of the writers and a lot of the people that were involved in the site, none of which are Harry himself. Uh, it is, was it, they, they wanted to get the story from everyone but him as opposed to it being his perspective, um, and which leads to 2017, um, where he, there were many accusations made against Harry Knowles um, and a lot of people in the Austin film scene uh during the me too era me too movement the beginning of the me too era so it the 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 podcast itself it's done by i forget the man's name i think joe powell either way the the creator and narrator he he's our age he was reading ain't it cool 20 years ago 17 years ago he would go to it like three or four times a day he would mm-hmm. get. He would know all of the, like the the reviewers' names. He would have favorites. He would like. He was a contrib- Like he was a member of the site. So he is approaching mm-hmm. the narrative history, or the you know the 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 oral history as someone who was entrenched in it and doesn't want to necessarily cross it all off as bad, but still wants to recognize mm-hmm. a lot of fucked up shit originated at Aiden Cool, including talkbacks, toxic fandom, uh, like a lot of the things kind of germinated in the Aiden Cool news culture. And then they also, he goes in deep about a lot of the stuff that is just wild to think about that like this, this rando dude in Texas created a very ugly website that Hollywood itself was courting. And like they would send him like secret screeners and all kinds of stuff to just like Please, any kind of like good word of mouth on this one website would mean everything to us. Like it was, it's a very weird. And he would get roles in movies. Yeah. It's a very weird emperor has no clothes kind of thing with a nerd in Texas. And it was a really, really entertaining podcast. Um, It's like I said, it's nine episodes. They go all the way to uh, 2017 and the immediate aftermath. It's a lot of all live interviews with a lot of like the writers and stuff. It took two or three years to produce. In between the narrative episodes, there are talkback comment section episodes where they just address wow. 
where they address like uh, follow up notes or comments from Twitter and stuff about the recent episode, um, which are interesting in themselves. Sounds great. Bonus interviews. And then at the very end of all of it, he revealed that um, halfway through the interview process, like two years ago, Harry reached out to him and was like, I hear you're looking into me. And he was just like, I, I didn't want to interview you because I'm not interested in your point of view in this. Mm. But do you want to sit down and talk? And like Harry called his bluff. So they had like a six hour conversation. So Harry's interview is nowhere in the whole show. It has nothing to do with the show at all. But he did add on like a three hour addendum episode where it's just kind of the edited together episode of three hour interview with Harry. And it's huh. interesting. It's 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 a hard listen. It's it's like three hours of listening to somebody um, without awareness and in denial. It's it's hmm. it was a worthy it was a worthy podcast to listen to. Uh, like I, I it, it was very nostalgic for me too. Hmm. But it was totally worth it. Although I think. He might be being too hard on either himself or whatever. I feel like toxic fandom predated the internet, even if people had been able to, uh, you know, communicate with each other as easily and it would have, it would have arisen. But that's, that's the point. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't create shitty conversations. It facilitated shitty conversations faster on a larger platform. So it didn't create toxicity. It, yeah. Gave it an avenue to proliferate. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I don't know that it wouldn't have happened with whatever the first no, thing it was, it was, people were able to do that with. But yeah. But but that's just it. That's the conversation that any cool news was yeah. the first thing in this space yeah. that it did happen to. And those behind it weren't concerned whatsoever with guardrails. Right, right. At all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was also at that time. And I think not wrongly, a concern with the absolute freedom of expression online, um, which I think is still a good thing. But especially in the very beginning, it was like, you know, the Wild West sort of uh, was the spirit of the Internet and is a place to say whatever, um, which unfortunately, because of the nature of many people's interactions, uh, turned into shitty people or people saying shitty things I should say I don't know I I, I don't disagree with you thematically but or, or just on a baseline but when it comes to the rewarding and it's not explicit rewarding it's just recognition rewarding of the right. most vile behavior yeah, yeah. then it doesn't it no, it's no longer valid to just in my mind it's no longer valid to just be the freedom to express yourself it's about like the responsibility of that expression the responsibility that you may hold as either the person still aware of consequences or still, you know, suffering consequences and, and, or the platform that you have, the larger it is, the more responsibility that you may have with how you use that platform. So I, I, it's tiered for me. Like as a person, I can say a thing in a room versus mm. as a person with 4 billion people listening to me. And what I say, both of those scenarios don't have the same level of consequences and the same level of responsibility. 
true. It's an interesting perspective to think, you know, is an action right or wrong of itself, or does what can come from it matter as far as, you know, the consequences that can come from an action, do they impact the morality of an action? Oh, I absolutely think so. Like, I can fire a gun into an empty wall, or I can fire a gun into a crowded space. It's still a, it's a different well, consequence. Those are but two different actions. No, it's one action. I'm blindly just shooting a gun. One has yeah. different consequence than the other, but the action I didn't mean to. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. it's. I, I do think that the the bigger we get, or the more the smaller the, the world gets. Comes yeah. responsibility. The smaller the world yeah. gets, I do think that it, it's 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 on us to protect or or to to apply guardrails to common sense as opposed to just everyone being having the the carte blanche do whatever the fuck they want oh yeah and that's one something that you can impose on yourself like no question it's impose on yourself but also expect it when we expect it from each other then it becomes part of the conversation as opposed to Hmm. not right like if as an organization i'm applying these standards and practices that's Mm -hmm. doing your part right like it's not just uh, what am i going to do about it i can't do anything um if i don't like how something is going then i can stop patronizing it that's something i can do if i have a platform i can those that use my platform irresponsibly i can stop them from that you know what i mean like there are things that we can all do I just worry about, you know, in, in that case is the kind of like who's watching the watchmen kind of thing of at some point corporations control the platforms and then they are deciding what we can and can't say. And they are driven not by morality, but by profit. Um, Why are you talking about even if they were driven by morality, it would be their idea of morality. And, you know, so there is some intrinsic value to a free space where anything can be expressed. Um, and maybe it's just several generations of learning the cultural taboos of expressing yourself in a free space where anybody can hear you kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you, I, but I, but I also think like yeah. the, like assuming that Twitter is the same thing as, uh, a town square is mm-hmm. ridiculous because it's not a town square. That a town is not no. four billion people. Like that, that's the issue. It's not right? scalable, it's right? That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like yeah. these these mildly simplistic analogies to how it actually functions um, disservice the very nuanced argument or debate about what responsible speech is. It's not the freedom of or the lack of freedom mm. of. It's you're using your platform responsibly or not, and this responsibly or not is agreed upon. Right or should be agreed upon across mm. platforms. Should be agreed but upon. Many things side. have been agreed upon not to say that we're right to say. That's the issue. You know, yeah. I mean, there have been many times in human history where saying things that we now think are right to say would have not been, like you know, talk of homosexuality would have been banned at yeah. one period well, uh, not long ago. Yeah. The well, it's a moving target. It's a moving target of of respectability yeah. and understanding, and the. We don't have to exist in rigidity of how it's defined forever, which is another problem sure, that other generations sure. are having. Like the fact that like, well, in my day, I used to be able to get away with this. and No one had a problem. I make jokes. They're just jokes. 
people have always had that problem as they. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a multi tiered issue. But in general, I do think yeah. that like if I owned a platform, I mm. am responsible for how that platform's used, like in any kind of damaging or positive way because it is my platform or it's you know my audience yeah so I, deciding to not do anything to be, about it it's like mm. yeah I, I have always held freedom to be almost a qualifier of what is good like the amount of freedom that you have is um an intrinsic good to your existence and um i also am keenly aware of the idea that like you have to be allowed to say anything because there have been many times where saying the right thing was a counter to what was accepted by society. So there is always the case that we're wrong, you know, about what should or shouldn't be said. Um, and that should be remembered, but I don't have an answer to how to deal with that. And at the same time, people being asses to each other. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, um, yeah. I don't think it's not as simple as, more freedom or less freedom of speech. I think it's more about accepting consequences on mm. privately owned platforms. And, and, and also yeah. like, and also not policing, um, applying consequences to mm. privileged platforms, right? Like Dave Chappelle, like, yeah, he could say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to protect his platform because he talks to billions of people. I, it's, I, I, yeah. I'm, why is that a free speech? I'm not worried it's not about free speech, guys. He's still allowed to say it. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried at all about people not getting paid to say things or people not wanting to buy other people's products for saying things. I mean, that's just. Yeah. You buy what you want to hear kind of thing. I'm more concerned about people being able to express even opinions that he expressed, which I don't agree with, um, just for the intrinsic value of the ability to express all ideas. Um, and the like, maybe we need a space that isn't privately owned that yeah, might end up becoming sort of like a public park and sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not. Well- to your point, uh, I think that I some, to your point, I think that some people conflate the difference between the two of his freedom to say mm. things and my right to hear or my necessity to hear them right. or the responsibility like, to pay for it. Yeah, yeah right. like he, he is not yeah. he's not being limited. There are people, a right. school, a group, a channel who deplore it and don't want to support it. That is a consequence right. of free market. That's a consequence of speech, not they're limiting his free right. speech. Like, no, like you're conflating. Like he's still allowed things. to say it. Yeah, like you're. He can yeah, say it no anywhere he wants. Him. Right. Yeah. yeah. No one's stopping him at all. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry. It's a good podcast. So it's a good, so it's it's a good script, podcast? It's a good podcast. Yeah. We can skip the other stuff. Cool. Let's just roll. All right. Brian, yeah, we're over an hour and 15 in. Um, it's all good. Brian. Yeah, what's happening? What'd you do this week, huh? I did. I did a bunch of stuff, uh, some of which involved <laughs> watching TV. I saw uh, Reservation Dogs came back. I don't know if anybody has seen that. It nope. is a great show, but I really like that you supported me with the double thumbs up for having seen it myself. Um, it, season one was awesome. It's got this uh, independent film, magical realism feel 
Um, it's it's very rooted in kind of a real world thing, but he also has like a spirit that he talks to, and there is definitely some supernatural stuff happening. Um, oh. And the characters are are very uh, they 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 draw you in. They're very relatable. Um, and I'm just interested in hearing about these like four friends in the community that they're in and they want to get out of their town and, and go to California is kind of the beginning of, of it all. Um, and it, yeah, it's just like, it's one of those just like nice to watch. It's like pleasant to see it when it's on in the way that a cool indie film is often kind of like, oh, I like getting into that world, that whole aesthetic of a world that felt like this, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I really recommend it. Um, Taika Waititi had something to do with it. I don't think he's involved on the on the day-to-day, but he helped bring it into existence. Um, and Sterling Harjo, I think, is the main creator. So, yeah, check it out. I watched the first, uh, like, four or five episodes. It's really delightful. Yeah, yeah. They're just uh, uh, the relationship. Kevin agrees. Everybody's cool. Yeah, oh, excellent. Yeah. Um. All right. Hey, we're here to talk about uh, the main. Wait, was there something else? There was something else. Resident oh. Alien. Brian just came back. I also really like that. I've only seen season one, and it was very cool. Um, Alan Tudyk is always him. great to watch, right? Um, and uh, you know what? I first came into my awareness of him with Firefly, even though I didn't really watch that show. Um, he was great and Arrested Development and it's fun seeing him be a good guy and then he played bad guys for a while and he's also really good at that, but uh, this one kind of straddles the line. The alien is definitely not a good guy, but he's the hero of the story and he's sympathetic in, in many ways and becomes better, um, but not that much better. <laughs> but uh, Nice. It's, um, yeah, it's fun. He's got this, like, cat and mouse game with this, I don't know, 11-year-old boy who's one of the only ones that can see him for who he is. And he is constantly trying to kill the 11-year-old child, but the the boy <laughs> is, like, always one step ahead of what's happening. <coughs> and uh, their relationship evolves, too. But, um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's uh, another small... Actually, shares a number of co-stars with... Reservation Dogs, um, or at least one or two, uh, which I think is just because of the unfortunate paucity of Native American actors or jobs for them. So very few of them can make a living at it, and hopefully that's changing. Right on. Uh, I keep yeah. meaning to check it out because I do love Alan Tudyk. Oh, um, that's great. What you should all be meaning to check out is patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. That way you can help us out because we're poor people and we need your money. If you are also a poor people like us, though, that's okay. We can all be poor together. Just come hang out with us like the people in the chat, like Kelly and Kevin and freaking Christopher and Cincy Nerd and Anthony. All the people, all the people who are down here. This this is the best. There's a lot of, lot of um, back and forth tonight. I love it. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, oh, there's a book club. So there's a book club slash movie club. If you go to the Facebook group, JD's Hero Complex Book Club, JD's Hero Complex Book Club, that's where we vote on what the book and the movie are going to be. It alternates. And then I post a Zoom link, and then we all hang out on Zoom at 8 p.m. Tuesday nights. And tomorrow night 
is freaking book club. And we're going to be talking about Once in Future Volume 2. What? No. Oh, that was it. I got it. Uh, so, yeah, we liked Once in Future Volume 1 so much. We are going back to talk about Volume 2. It's by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. And it is, if you haven't read it, all of you guys in the chat, it's great. You highly recommend Once in Future. It's great. Pick up the first trade. It's from Boom Studios. Boom has been killing it. That's it. Let's talk about the the meat and potatoes of the episode, which is The Dark Room, a graphic novel, an OGN, if you will, mm. and you will, I'll do it. from Image Comics, written by Jerry Duggan with art by Scott Buon Cristiano. Buon Cristiano. Uh, the, uh, what is it called? What am I going to read? What is that called? The Dark the, Room? Uh, the solicitation ah. says the hunt for a camera containing an undeveloped photo of the face of true evil threatens to wipe out New York City one chilly afternoon evening. Nope, not afternoon, autumn. One chilly autumn evening afternoon morning. All of their afternoons yeah. <laughs> were evenings. Um, uh, Dun, I don't, I don't know how to say her name. How do you say her name? Dunya. Oh, I was wondering that myself. Yeah, what is how is it called? D O U N E. Dunya. Dunya Mahoney hmm. is the curator of a private collection of extremely dangerous cursed objects, hmm. and her nights about to go to hell. Werewolves, secret societies, blessed animals, cursed objects, and more in this fantasy horror comedy. Uh. I didn't know. Oh, Mars Comics says Once in Future is really great. Kelly says Dan Mora? Question mark all caps. Um, yeah. yeah, the answer is yes, that's Kelly. A that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the main character's nickname. It's Dan Mora. Yeah. Dan Mora? <laughs> question mark all caps. Uh, Mahoney. Um, so this was delightful. I had never heard of it. Despite having ordered it in for my store, mm. Noel's the one who bought it and was like, hey, this is dope. And I said, where'd you get that? Um, and so what I would say is You're if you like boy. Hellboy, it, <laughs> yeah, I know that was the joke. Uh, if, if you like Hellboy, if you like John Constantine, if you like, um, criminal macabre, uh, if you like down and out private dicks and cursed objects and spooky, spooky shit, this is great. This feels like Hellboy. Um, but better, I think, because I find Hellboy to be a little one note a little boring um so yeah what did you guys think i'm gonna throw it to brian um, <laughs> i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to from the first few pages um i got into it and i gotta be honest sometimes when modern like accoutrement is mentioned in art i'm underwhelmed right like when a truck gets mentioned in a song or something like that. And I was what? like, and, or when a camera is the seat of this ancient evil, for some reason, it just kind of, I'm like, eh. Uh, yes, the modern contraption, the camera. Yeah. I mean, it's not I, old, you know, it's not ancient. It's like, I think it's oh, you want it to be like, you want it to be like an old dagger or something. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. 
It's a really good not, point. Not a, it's a really not good a, point. Not a Roku. <laughs> but I, I actually, I think oh, that... Oh, my Roku is haunted. <laughs> How did this happen? I've had it for two weeks. I think that that, that like, that's... Uh, so something like uh, Lovecraft Country or this, where it's kind yeah. of like the the totems or the devices yeah. or the, you know, the, the pieces of, of uh, magical whatever are... Mm-hmm. being updated and or being transferred or like the whatever is being like you know like a spirit gets captured in a television because in the 40 like yeah. stuff like that I th- actually I know what you mean but I I'm kind of digging that lately and the only two things there that I can are, consider or think where that's happened is here and like Lovecraft Country like I don't I mean, it's not ring? something that gets Wasn't done that like that? The, ring? That the, the ring yeah 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 Oh, it's true. Yeah. What about what was that horror movie about cell phones? It was like an app. It was the timer. It was like a death timer on your. It was I think an it was app called on like your timer phones. or some shit. You should or not down. down. Why would you download yeah. that? Why would you, uh, Brian? Five stars. Do you not think that if do you not think <laughs> if you if that happened in real life, you don't think some there are people that would. Yeah. Most people would download that. I don't know about most people. <laughs> some people would. Yeah, you're Enough, right. Yeah, just to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there are – it's not like the kind of thing that there's no way that I'm going to like a story like that or whatever. But sometimes it just, you know, it's got to prove itself to me or <laughs> just be done in the right way. So I um, – uh, Kevin is right. The Ring 3 also <laughs> contained that, that, that theme, uh, I assume. I've never seen Rings 1, 2, 3 or, or more. But but anyway, the the point of my intro is to say that I actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, it starts off with this haunted camera, or haunted, maybe not the right word, but possessed camera or something. And um, and then it just it brings you into this, like, total urban fantasy kind of world, which I really enjoyed. You know, I liked every new element that just keeps expanding the the out-of-our-world kind of reality of it. And... Um, you know, it gets further and further. They're in a slightly different realm. The mm-hmm. All the different characters they were introduced, like the, the dancing guy and the elves and all of them, uh, they, were, they were awesome. It reads a little like something that is intended to continue. More than a little, actually. Oh, it seems yes, like for sure. the beginning of something. Uh, down to what she has to trade to get the, the thing that she needs at the end is like, well, you just built up the fact that this was a very cool thing about this character, and now it's gone. doesn't seem like it's going to stay that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also cool that the dark room, which you would think had only to do with photography, is also uh-huh. an important location in, uh, that was cool. in the story. Yeah. Yes. So really well-realized urban fantasy genre stuff. I really liked it. Uh, Noel, uh, show us the book. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, here it is. God damn it, no. There it is. That's Johnson. the, uh, the dark room. Your book. There's the spine. It is a, it is a, an OGN. Uh, this is probably, I think it's like, it actually even is broken down into six chapters. Or is it five chapters? Either it way. It definitely reads like a collection of individual issues. But it's, but, but not it, in a bad way. If this was in issues, I probably would have less, I would have preferred yeah. reading it and collected. Because it, it, it is such a Same. fully realized story like the there's no the creators aren't working anything out on the page like 
before you get the sense that before every character or every like thing is introduced, they've thought out every aspect of it. Right. And it's not even on the page. It's just, this is such a, it's such a specific, like all of the, the side characters are so specific and they all have a place. It's, it's just so well done. Like mm-hmm. you could see this being in any media, right? Like this could be a show. This could be a, a movie. This mm-hmm. could be a novel. Like this is everything about this. Shadow is just, uh, yeah. It could be a puppet, a puppet show. Yeah. yeah. yeah a video yeah. game. I would watch um, that. Ooh. A, a series of dioramas. Could on the it be a, a tale told around the fire? Perhaps on walls. Video. Oh, I could I watch the porn version of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's true. pretty hot. Um, yeah. Either it, look, it, it's I I unabashedly love this. I I had um, I liked the description. I I like Jerry Duggan. Um, it's a an OGN, so like a one and done, or just seemingly like a larger chunk. Uh, which which I wish there were more OGNs, uh, even even as series. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of like reckless. Yeah, Reckless is a really great example. Uh, Scott Pilgrim was a really great example. The idea that it's like every year or every, you know, 14, 15 months, there is a new chunk of this story or just like pieces of this ongoing story. Um, I want those more because I do feel like a lot of miniseries, especially uh, indie miniseries uh, from like Image or Boom or stuff, sometimes they really do read like OGNs that are just arbitrarily cut into five mm chunks you know and I, I like when you watch a bbc show yeah that goes to commercial yeah. at weird times yeah yeah I'm saying, yeah just saying <laughs> it'd be like that but uh but no i, I love this this was such a, a wonderful breezy read i can't wait for the next the art is fucking awesome the art's phenomenal mm. and this this artist has not had another credit before this this is or mm. i believe yeah, this is their first thing. It's it's a whole like all the back matter kind of talks about it. This is their first thing, and it's awesome. I there are there are some feeling there's there's a few little Dan Mora ish feelings too, in a lot of like the the creatures and the facial features. How unusual! Yeah, I loved it. I, I I'm I'm all in on the next volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the end. I was happy to see that there was, it's wrapped up, but it's also primed for a sequel. Yeah. Which yeah, is a very well. common thing in in fantasy novels, you know. Yeah. And why yeah. shouldn't we get more of that in graphic novels? I think he says. Also, I laughed out loud at the at the last the last page too. It was, it was it was a good it was a fitting end for this particular story featuring this protagonist. Oh, I don't remember what that was. You know, and I actually I found myself caring about the trade that she had to make. Oh yeah. You know yeah. which. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was like, no, don't do that. Oh, but you must. Ah, you know, that kind of thing. Too late, yeah. she did it. Yeah, she did do it. You turned she the page it. too fast. She did it. I feel like it was written entirely before I made that comment. Like they drew it and everything had nothing to do with my response. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I like that, but I don't know how to get around it. Yeah, they really jumped the gun, didn't they? Like they oh, did. Why didn't, didn't they write all of those pages, send them to me, let me respond, and then yeah. cater it to my desire? I don't know. Maybe next um, time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, what are you looking at, Noel? Uh, I, t- I swear to God, in one of these pieces, I read that they have intentions of, of continuing the same creative team. And I was looking at, I was trying to skim the, uh, the back matter really quick because he mentions it in his hmm. note, I think. Anyway, I th- JD, what did you think of the book? 
Oh, I loved it. Oh, Did nice. I not say that? I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was delightful. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I do. I, I've got a soft spot for these, this type of protagonist, which is sort of like <clears throat> rough around the edges, private detective, um, hmm. supernatural, spooky shit. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Constantine fan. Um, I want to be a bigger Hellboy fan than I am. I really yeah. am a fan of Mignola's art, the creator of Hellboy, more so than I am the stories of Hellboy. Uh, oh, we're looking at it. Hold on. I'm going br- to bring it up. Oh, there's a, there's a penis emoji on there. Yeah. So that, that character is uh, a skeleton. He, he was alive. Uh, he was a black man in the 60s who uh, was really good at um, breakdancing. Break dancing. Yeah. And, and now he is a skeleton. Uh, and in order to go outside, he puts on that. Uh, what's that band? Daft, Daft Punk. Uh, Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. He puts on like a Daft Punk helmet and yeah. a Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a lot of fun. I really like him. <coughs> um, Scooby, have you ever read the Dresden Files? I have. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> cool. I'm glad we could. Yeah, because it's a cool story. Yeah. Private eye kind of thing. Yeah. I, I've yeah. never. No, I'm aware of the Dresden Files, but I've never uh, read them or experienced them. I always when I said, them have with... you read that, and you said yes. I thought you said, "Have you heard of?" Uh, all right. It wasn't just a bald face lie. It was only a mistake. No. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find that you'll find that's my my jam uh, yeah. not a lot of not a lot of bald face lyings a lot of like yeah, just sex, whoops yeah yeah, yeah yeah um bald so anyway. face lie or i think you love face it lie? Bald, bald faced that's bald what face. i it's like you've face shaved your face yeah just to lie he's yeah. like no my tail is my whiskers twitch when i lie so whenever jd shaves i gotta I get rid of him looking up a a stinker. Yeah. So I actually wanted you know. to know. A I actually wanted to know the difference, not a <laughs> not a riff. Is it? I, I always oh, thought it was well, one things. is right and the other isn't. I, uh, uh, no, I think it's one of those. I think it's one of those like card shark where the misunderstanding makes as much or more sense as the original. But I think bald face means like you know without artifice or without anything obscuring it, and so that's what it was. But bold faced also works. Nice. Um, if you wanted yeah. a descriptor for such a lie in the 19th century, chances are you would have opted for bare-faced Ooh. or its slightly less common variant form, bare-faced. Um, lies and less frequency. Common lies. speech. Um, have, lie, lies have been described as bare-faced since at least the 1830s. Right on. Um, but by the mid-20th century, it seems that bare-faced lie didn't sound awful enough and the term bald-faced... Less commonly, bald face, sans the um, hyphen, began to describe the lies and liars. Interesting. I think it's interesting when that kind of thing happens where, like, the misunderstanding is also correct mm-hmm. and yeah. makes sense as well. Yeah. You know, with it's it. fascinating. It's like, yeah, when you get an idea from something that you misheard, where'd that idea come from? You know? Uh, so it's I, not the person who said the thing. I don't know why I thought it was bold faced lie because boldly you're facing me telling me this truth. Yeah. 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 Well, it's both. It's both. Yeah. It's both bold, bold faced and bald faced. Yeah. So bold both. faced things are bold faced themselves. Um, ordering mm-hmm. comics while high says Anthony. Is that like walking into a Wegmans high? Similar. Uh, hungry. Just hungry. If you go grocery shopping hungry, it's just like just being high. It, it, you're going to buy everything. Yeah. 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 
And they're just like in the sense also that there are like chemical changes in your body <laughs> that are causing you to buy those things. Uh, Cincy Nerd comments, the worst is a ball-faced liar. That's true. That's true. That's why I have a beard. Dickheads. Oh, that dickhead is so ball-faced. He's ball-faced lying right now. He's got a ball face and a dick coming out of his head. Hey. Okay. Always lying. Do we have anything else we want to say about uh, The Dark Room? I just think everyone should read it. That was cool. Yeah. 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 I like their symbol. I noticed Easy breezy read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's two breezy reads this week for J.D. Nice. It's a breezy, reedy kind of week. I think. Um, I think next week is the end of the month. Step by bloody step, baby. Right? Hmm. Um, meaning that um, we do comics, right? Comics. Hmm. Serialized comic stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so like, you know, we used to do uh, weekly comic book reviews every single week, but now we have opted to move that to just the last week of the month. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to talk about our favorite books from the, the month. Mm. So as opposed to just quantity, quality, baby. Yeah. So we're going to figure out what our favorite books of the month are after I read a month full of books. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I what's favorite, and that's no ball face. I mean, a, a, a peek behind the sausage curtain. Uh, I've been, <laughs> I just collect, I like, I've just been like earmarking everything that I've been reading this month and I'll probably just like throw you guys a cheat sheet. Okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kelly, that wasn't for you. Uh, that was for, uh, Kelly is a very good friend of mine. Um, Hi, Kelly, thank you for hi. hanging out with us, Kelly. No, that was yeah. this. This was for Mars Comics, step by bloody step. Mars had asked for me to pull a copy of this for her. I think when my son was uh, one month old, he's now eighteen months old. Um, I think the trade comes out. Doesn't the trade come out this week? I'd, oh my God, it does! <laughs> Kelly, yeah, you it should does. order that. You should order that trade, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly, if you want the Smoke trade, bowl, order that trade. Yeah. Although Kelly, if you want to get high and order things with me, we could we could do that. We could hang out and get high and order things. I'll tell you what. Why don't you hang out with JD while he's going through his order list? Get high right beforehand. Oh it my will God! Be yes. A large financial <laughs> boon for Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at yeah. yeah. I I feel like you <laughs> could probably. Lie, we need it. I feel like you could probably get people to just do FOC with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hang out and just do FOC lies. Yeah. Like, tell me what right. you want to order. Who wants? Yep. Uh, Good idea. Who wants this? Yeah. Um, 18 months already. Gee, they grow up so fast. That's true, Mars. They do. Yeah. Um, Look at JD. All right. He's already like, I don't know, thousands of months, right? I'm so many thousands of months. Are you? Actually, um, I'm not sure. That's, I don't yeah, know I don't how to are. math. Hundreds? 40 uh, times 12, 43 times 12, hundreds, oh, JD. Keep you know what else I watched this week? Men? Oh, men. I have your copy, yeah. The movie or? Oh, I'm always watching Men. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. movie Men uh, I watched this yeah. week um, from the writer-director of Ex Machina and Annihilation, whose name I've forgotten. Oh. Uh, Garland? Uh, Alex Garland. Oh. Um, oh, virtual hug from Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Oh, oh, Kelly, I think we're going to go see, uh, me, you, and Ray are going to go see, uh, Destroy Boys live, aren't we? are going to go see a punk band. Um, uh, I, I, did, has anyone watched Men? Email no, us at coltspopgo at gmail.com and let us know. Let me know what you thought about Men, because I want to talk about it. Um, all right. Oh, what's it about? <clears throat> Asked Mars. Man. 
Uh, and visionary filmmaker Alex Garland's feverish, shape-shifting new horror film, Harper, retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, hoping to have found a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. <laughs> it's funny, since you said he... Uh, they know the guy on the cover of the DVD isn't Mike Myers, but it sure looks like Mike Myers. Yes, I was he thinking does. It, from from here, from the picture that I can see, it looks like um, what's his name, the guy that played the Joker in the most recent Joker movie. Oh yeah, yeah, Joaquin okay. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, uh, it's pronounced Joaquin. Jo- Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Willem Dafoe says Kelly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's unrelated. She just sometimes mentions people who have played the Green Goblin. Um, what was I? <laughs> so I forget what show I was watching. I got. It. I'm sorry. Real quick story. I was watching a show. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the show was, but it was somebody who oh it was barry it was barry Mm. which is a delightful uh, fantastic show i finally got on the barry train and i rode that shit to completion it was so good but there's a scene where uh one of the main characters finally gets because they're all actors a lot of them are actors um and barry's like an act uh, a hitman turned actor and so the the female lead of that show finally gets her big break and she has a big project that she's in charge of and she's getting interviewed by like those, you know, those uh, silly like entertainment tonight where they ask you dumb yeah. questions that have nothing to do with the project. Um, and so they throw her this this curveball, which is who would you like to see play Spider-Man? And the first name out of her mouth is Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> every time I think about it, I laugh. Because uh, of, of all of the people to play a teenage Peter Barker, she goes, Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, ben Mendelsohn... Uh, did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah, Talos. He was the the scroll, the main scroll, <laughs> Talos. Um, That's funny. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that show's good, right? And it every so season it takes a different twist. And I've been on the point of stopping watching that show a number of times. I'm like, can I still watch this show about this guy? I he's just keeps making these choices that I'm not into. And uh, this last one really nailed it. There you go. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just love of all of the names to choose, they went with Ben (laughs) Mendelsohn. Uh, The best episode of that whole show is uh, the one where he's chasing the little girl. You know how that came to be, right? With that little girl can actually do that stuff. Yeah. And is like yeah. the daughter of somebody associated with the show or a friend or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were like, oh, this is awesome. Let's put her in the yeah, show. Yeah, there was a whole like podcast about it or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Anthony Drago says, I came in late tonight. Did you guys discuss Sandman? Yeah, we loved it. We did. We discussed it more in depth uh, two weeks ago. But uh, we did talk about it this time, partially because of that 11th yeah. bonus episode. Or the first bonus Yeah. Episode. For anyone yeah. who doesn't know, the uh, there's a new secret episode that dropped of Sandman. <clears throat> like two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. And what um, a cool thing to do. That, oh, I love it. You know, yeah. I love it. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I got to do my orders. Uh, join us here next Monday night at nine o'clock where we're going to discuss the, the comic books of the month. Uh, let us email us at 
coldpopgo at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. And let us know what your favorite book of the month was, and maybe we'll read it and talk about it. Yeah, let us On know. Air. We'll just sit and silently read. Let us know before. Yeah, we'll talk about the fact that we read it. Yeah, like maybe let us know before, like an hour before the show, if you're going to email. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like before the weekend. Yeah. Really, if yeah. you want us to yeah. read it. So we can track down the, weekend, the episode yeah. or issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says, okay, bye, love you. Love you, Kelly. Mwah. Love you, everyone else. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. 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 Yeah.